0: For undergrad, I took about $18,000 in total. As for grad school, oh gosh. um, I initially had a full ride the first year and then the second year came. I talked to financial aid and they were like, surprise, you only had a full ride for your first semester. And so I ended up taking about 100K Extra in student loans that should have never been taken out. As soon as we opened up my student loans, I was delinquent and I think my first payment due was like $1,500, which I don't think I even made in a month.
1: $1,500 a month? That's more than you make? You went to grad school so you could make less than $18,000 a year? My God, I've known cashiers who make more than that. Is she even trying? I bet she wasn't even working full time. So this BuzzFeed video interviews three different women, one 18 year old, one 28 year old, and one 38 year old, who all talk about their experience with student debt. Considering our current state of affairs, I wonder how they're doing. This video was released only a few days before the lockdown, so I can only imagine how they're handling all their debt with no jobs. I think now is as important time as any to not let the coronavirus crisis go to waste. Because while certainly a lot of bad can happen in the next few months, in the long term, coronavirus could be the strong crisis that everyone needs to get their shit together. At the very least, it will help a massive amount of people realize why they shouldn't go out purchasing a bunch of things they can't afford with debt. Anytime you're about to make a stupid purchase, you can think about the lockdown. There is a cost to doing things that are irresponsible. Making bad decisions? destroys your ability to survive a crisis, and crisis is a guarantee. Now crisis has many forms, but you can be certain that your life will never go perfectly, so you need to be prepared for bad things to happen to you, because they will. People seem to be under this delusion that if everything goes well then I can afford the $1,500 a month minimum payment that it's going to cost me to make this stupid decision. There's a cost of that behavior. Let's see how our first example, JC, is handling that cost.
0: I was jumping from job to job, just trying to keep a roof over my head. And I got super lucky one day because I was pounding the pavement looking for jobs. The job turned out to be processing student loans. And since then, I figured out how to keep my loans in repayment. But I'm actually currently paying zero because I don't even make enough to be paying monthly rates.
1: Well, that's interesting. This whole segment from BuzzFeed is all about how predatory student loans are, and JC's answer to fix her life is to make a deal with the devil and work for a company that hands out predatory loans to helpless victims like herself. You don't see anything wrong with that? You are on BuzzFeed to warn people so you look like a moral person, but when you aren't on camera, you go out there and help sign people up for loans so they are doomed just like you. Is this the wonderful BuzzFeed feminist who is just trying to warn the children? She's 28 years old and she currently pays $0 on her debt. So not only is she helping make the problem worse, but by her actions, clearly she's expecting someone else to pay for her mistakes. Understand people notice things like this, particularly people who are valuable that you want around you. Over the years, I listened to many stories of people who have survived horrible situations. The number one thing they described that helped them survive, their strong family relationships or their close friendships. There's a person I mentioned before in another video named Rose Schindler who was a survivor of Auschwitz. Before her father was killed he told her and her two sisters to stay together. The reason they survived that concentration camp is because they did favors for each other. Starvation was one of their major issues, so if one of them found access to extra food from the cafeteria, she would share it with the others so they wouldn't die of starvation or be killed because they were too thin and unable to work. That's just one of the many things they did to help each other survive. They had a massive advantage over people who were by themselves. JC's actions say that when someone does her a favor like give her $100,000 so she can go to grad school, she has no intent on returning the favor. In fact, instead of trying to make it right, she goes out of her way to find solutions on how to not return what she owes. Not only that, but she's willing to stab people in the back by dooming them to the same fate if it suits her own needs. Like I said, people notice this kind of stuff. And what it says is that anyone who would be of value to you in a crisis, whether it's a Holocaust or you being late on your rent, will want nothing to do with you. Those strong connections that she needs to survive won't be there because the only people she's going to be able to attract are highly selfish people like herself.
0: Within the span of about four or five years, it went from like 117 k and now it's 145 I believe, the last time I checked. So it is nerve-wracking, but I'm hoping that within 10 years, um, I'll figure out how to get it all forgiven.
1: And there we have it. It's all okay because Bernie Sanders is going to save us. Hopefully in the next 10 years, I'll figure out how to get the loan forgiven. Is that how you approach everything in life? make a huge mistake, and then wait for someone else to save you? Allow me to let you in on a little secret. No one is going to save you. To everyone watching this video, no one is going to save you. Your mistakes are yours to pay for, and if you expect someone else to do it for you, then you will be broke forever, just like this chick is going to be. During a crisis, don't expect the government to solve all your problems. If you lost your job, go find another one. That might mean you're delivering pizzas until the lockdown is over, but delivering pizzas is a lot better than being completely broke. Don't just sit around, find something to do and be a survivor, not someone who gives up and begs for help when things get difficult.
0: Honestly, if I knew that I would have to have all those loans under my belt, I would have gone and applied to the Ivy League school of my dreams. I would have applied to Harvard. (laughs) I wish somebody had told me you should never allow the logistics of something to keep you from achieving what really matters to you.
1: Yeah, the logistics are that you are permanently in debt because you got a useless degree. Do you want to pay Harvard money for a useless degree? Look at her, she thinks this is funny. Well, I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life, so I might as well just go to a school that's 63% more expensive than the average school. Who cares, I'm not paying for it. You know what, girls, go for your dream. It's someone else's dime anyway. These are the people who want student loan forgiveness. If someone else pays for it, then they don't learn from the error and they will just keep making the same colossal mistake over and over again. Next victim.
2: I went to law school and I studied abroad, so I have a little bit of loans from that, but school was actually less expensive. A huge portion of my loans are from one year of grad school I did when I moved back to the States. I originally had about 70, $75,000 in loans from that one year of grad school. It's now up to almost $150,000.
1: Well, look at that. She studied abroad. Great. So the taxpayers paid for you to take a vacation and now you're $150,000 in debt.
2: Straight out of school, the economy was horrible and I was struggling and realized it just wasn't even what I wanted to do. Now I do something completely different where I don't earn a ton of money. I'm on income based repayment, so I make really small payments. They call it negative amortization, where I'm now accruing interest on the interest. In my mind, I was thinking, well, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to make tons of money. I know it's going to take me some time, but I'm going to pay off these loans.
1: You spent $150,000 on a law degree and just decided that it wasn't for you. Honey, you don't have a choice. You need to get off your ass and work. Now you do something completely different where you don't earn a ton of money? What are you, a waitress? You spent $150,000 on college so you could become a waitress? This is our modern, empowered woman. She's college-educated and she's strong and independent, except for the massive loan she isn't paying. Oh wait, it's worse than that because she's on income-based repayment with a loan that has compounded interest. That's more than nothing, but I guess it's like our first victim. She also intends to never pay this loan off. More importantly, she now has a disincentive to make more money because as soon as she does, her payments are going to go up. You are doing income-based payments on a compounded interest loan where you aren't even paying the interest. What are you going to do in four to five years when that loan is $200,000? She could solve this problem. Be a lawyer for a few years and then go follow your passion. Lots of people do things they don't want to do to get out of debt. But from the looks of it, she doesn't want to fix her life. She's going to be poor forever and be destroyed anytime the slightest thing goes wrong.
2: I really didn't understand the magnitude of what taking out that money would mean.
1: You took out over $100,000 in student loans and you didn't understand the magnitude of that decision? So you're an idiot. Just say it. Hell, I'll say it. I took out student loans when I was in college and I'm an idiot. That was a horrible decision on my part and I've been saying that ever since I graduated. Guess what? Because I say that to myself, I pay ahead on my student loans. Guess what? They're almost paid off. I didn't go out and make the problem worse by obtaining a useless undergrad degree only to go to an expensive grad school to get another useless degree. I stopped at the first one and now I'm solving the problem. I didn't say, well, I'm going to make a bunch of money in the future so it doesn't matter how much debt I take out. That statement is one of the dumbest rationalizations that people use for taking out debt. Last victim.
0: When I was debating taking out loans, it wasn't really a question. The federal government allows first year undergrad students who are dependent to take out about $5,500 worth of loans. Although I knew it was a huge financial commitment to take on, especially at such an early stage in my academic career, I decided to take that out just because I thought it was worth coming out here for.
1: Isn't that great? Our last victim, Lexi, is only 18 and she's already $5,500 in debt. Wow. And how about this? If you just keep taking out loans and paying whatever they say, do you think that colleges are going to decrease their prices? Of course not. Federally subsidized student loans are making school more expensive because they give you the artificial capacity to pay, which gives colleges way more demand. Not only are you ruining your life, but every time you take out a student loan to meet the demands of the college, you are making the problem worse.
0: I thought taking out loans was worth it in the end just because I was able to attend my dream school and I'm currently attending my dream school.
1: Uh, You don't get to go to your dream school if you are broke. You get to live with your parents and then go to the closest, cheapest school to you instead of paying rent and out-of-state tuition like I suspect she's doing because she says things like, I thought the loan was worth it to come out here. She's going to end up just like the first two by the time she's finished with school. So I sincerely hope that this whole coronavirus event is eye-opening to the people who are not prepared. It's a lot harder to keep a roof over your head while you're paying five different creditors because you can't wait a little bit before making a purchase. A $500 monthly car payment for five years because you had to have your brand new dream car could kill you if things go wrong. Bad things are guaranteed to happen. Crisis is a guarantee. The less you are prepared for a crisis, the more they will happen. Small things that are no problem for people who are good with money, like a car breaking down could ruin someone who is broke. Make sure that's not you. Right now we are in a health crisis. So how about you use that as an excuse to get your health in order? eat less junk food, start exercising, lose weight. All of those things boost your immune system. A virus is way less of a deal to people who are healthy than to people who don't take care of themselves. You can also use this as an excuse to take care of your disaster supplies, like buying a firearm and learning how to use it. People will be a lot less likely to attack you or rob you during an emergency if they think they're gonna be shot at. You can stock up on one to three months of food and water so you don't have to panic if the food supply chain ever goes down, as it sometimes does during disasters. Finally, whether you are in a crisis or not, help people out who deserve it. Charity to deserving people inside of a crisis and outside of a crisis is how you create nice people who won't freak out when things go wrong. Help out your neighbors because that creates a community where everybody helps each other. That's how you keep yourself safe in bad times. That is how you keep the government from using panic to seize shitloads of power that they shouldn't have. If everyone is taken care of and not expecting someone else to solve all their problems, then all those horrible tricks that the government uses on society won't work in a crisis. And with that said, that will be enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment, and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are in the description or on my channel page. Last, don't forget to check me out on BitChute and Facebook. You can also find those in the description or on my channel page. Otherwise, see you in the next video. Thanks for watching.